to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Huge hole! He's at the 30! He's gonna go! 10, 5, touchdown! Jonathan Taylor! Made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Painter. Go one-handed! INT! Are you kidding me? Kitty Moore! What a play by Naheem Hines! Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What is going on, Colts Nation? And welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Well, today we are looking at our second potential acquisition of the 2021 NFL offseason. And today we are sticking with the quarterback. We are sticking with a potential trade scenario. We are talking about current New York Jets quarterback, Sam Darnold. Now, there is a couple different scenarios here that I think the Jets could go. They're not 100% like they're going to keep Sam Darnold. They're also not 100% like they're going to trade him. We just haven't heard a whole lot about him up to this point and potential the Colts' interest yet. But uh, Sam Darnold's a very interesting name. And uh, Derek, it's kind of crazy to think about just a couple years ago, Sam Darnold was a hot commodity in that 2018 NFL draft. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of experts were even saying potentially Sam Darnold could go number one overall. I remember hearing that chatter. Ultimately, though, we know the Colts traded from three to six with the New York Jets. The Jets acquired Darnold. The Colts got Quentin Nelson and multiple, multiple picks within that deal. And before we kind of dive into Sam Darnold a little bit, how awesome would it be? How ironic would it be? for the Colts to make that crazy trade, get all those picks, and then end up ultimately with Sam Darnold in a few years. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a very interesting uh, topic when you bring it up because, yeah, people are like, how amazing would it be that Ballard is so good at his job that he fleeced the Jets out of the number three pick altogether in the 2018 draft? And all he had to do was basically a couple seconds and – moving back a few uh, spots. So, yeah, it is kind of ironic. <laughs> yeah, and now maybe Darnold's on his way out. It'd be kind of crazy if the Colts somehow were able to to make that trade, still get a number three overall pick as well for a lot less than what the Jets gave up initially when they acquired him. So, you know, let's talk about Sam Darnold a little bit, though. I mean, looking at him from a physical standpoint, I mean, he's got all the attributes, man, that you're looking for in a quarterback. I mean, he's 6'3", 225. I mean, to compare that to Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck was only a few inches taller and about 10 pounds heavier. So Sam Darnold certainly has the attributes you look for in a franchise quarterback. Now, we know, obviously, the stats haven't necessarily backed that up. We'll get to that in a minute. But purely from a physical standpoint, Derek, give me your thoughts on Sam Darnold. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has the body of a NFL quarterback. A lot of people have said that. We've seen a lot of plays where, you know, he's had to play physical on some runs and escaping out of the pocket. I know you brought up that video of Darnold making that great touchdown against us in the first quarter this last season where, you know, he basically broke off three different tacklers and then was able to escape the pocket and make an, a great on the run throw. So, you know, just that kind of ability, you know, that's what you get in a, in a guy like Sam Darnold. You know, with being 225 pounds, you know, he's not a small guy by any stretch of the imagination. He is strong and, he, you know, that arm's still good. Um, you know, the injuries have been a little bit of a concern. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's going to affect him long term. 
I felt that a lot of it was just short term due to the issues that we were ha- they he was having with the Jets. And we're going to talk about that more as we go along, but you know, from a physical standpoint of what you would want in a quarterback, a good arm, you got uh you got size and you got strength and you got uh also with speed, you know, Sam Darnold certainly has all the attributes to make himself a quality NFL quarterback. Yeah, and I think I agree with you there. Like he's got all this, all, everything you look for. He's only 23 years old. He'll be 24 this summer. Honestly, compared to some of these quarterbacks coming out, Sam Darnold's around the same age, right? Which is absolutely insane thinking he was <laughs> drafted three years ago now uh, by the time that NFL draft rolls around, which is absolutely crazy to me. Um, but yeah, you mentioned the stats. I mean, if we say he resembles a franchise quarterback, resembles an Andrew Luck, I mean, the stats certainly don't resemble that at all. I mean, you look at Sam Darnold, even as early as this past year, right? He only won two games. He was 2-10 and 10 as a starter, had 2,208 yards, under 60 completion percentage right there at 59.6. He actually had more touch, more interceptions than touchdowns. He had nine touchdowns as opposed to 11 interceptions. And, I mean, the rest of his career hasn't been too kind to him as well, right? You look at – Overall, man, he's had a losing record as a starting quarterback in this league. Now, you can obviously point to the organization, the players surrounding him, the coaches surrounding him, all that stuff. But 13-25 and 25 as a starter, still under 60% career passer, has had more touchdowns and interceptions, but it's pretty close there, 45-39. to 39. And overall, just has not been a great statistical quarterback. I mean, under an 80 quarterback rating for Sam Darnold in his three-year career with the New York Jets. But I have this question for you, Derek. Looking at his stats, stats can be misleading a lot of times, right? A lot of people don't factor in the team that's around him, right? The the pieces that are around him. And we know if you talk about dysfunction among an NFL franchise, I mean, you point to the New York Jets, especially recently, as being by book the definition of a dysfunctional franchise. So I'm curious to look at his stats, obviously a little bit like, Makes you makes you almost want to hurl, honestly, looking at his stats. But how much of that do, do you credit to just strictly being Sam Darnold? And how much do you credit that to being the lack of support around him as a young quarterback? Well, I mean, you have to put blame on some of the quarterback, right? I mean, just because of how bad the situation is doesn't always mean that, you know, you, you have the opportunity to just fold under pressure too, right? I mean... You know, let's be honest, Sam Darnold has not been, you know, as amazing as everyone originally thought he was going to be when he came out. I'll understand that, and I'll own up to that one because there has to be onus on the quarterback. He can't say it's everything. But if I was going to put a percentage on what I feel that the team and the coaching staff have been the problem mainly for what I've seen from Sam Darnold, I would say 70% of the problem was the Jets and the organization itself and not Sam Darnold. 30% Mm -hmm. of it goes to Darnold, which is a good percentage. I'm not being a homer here, but I'm talking in a sense that people seem to forget this, that midway through that season, Adam Gase came out on a press conference and said, This is his words, not mine. I didn't put these in his mouth. He said this, that him and the coaching staff have failed Sam Darnold. 
<laughs> he yeah. came out and said it. And people will say, oh, well, that, does, that doesn't matter that much. You know, I mean, the quarterback should still be in control. People don't understand how important a good coaching staff and support around you for a 22-year-old quarterback how important that is when you get into the NFL. This is not just college where you go straight out of high school and you're the one calling a place. That's not how this works. For a young quarterback that, you know, is still trying to find his way, trying to get up to the top, he's had very little of, a, of an offensive roster to help him out, and he's had a terrible head coach and terrible coaching staff also around him. And then, you know, people like to make the argument, well, you know, Andrew Luck did it without without a coaching staff, you know, and other teams like that. Who is saying that Sam Darnold is Andrew Luck? No one yeah. has ever said that. No one's ever said that. I've never said that. I don't know if you've said that, Cody. I don't know if you got mm, some like, no, you know, no. some people on your Twitter feed that maybe took something that was wrong, but it's like, Dude, it's not the same thing. It's not the same quarterback. It's not the same scheme. It's completely different. And yeah, Andrew Luck had a had a terrible GM and had a terrible team around him. But I mean, his head coach wasn't failing Andrew Luck. I don't think that was the issue. Nobody here will sit here and say that Chuck Pagano was a great coach during that time. But you know, Andrew Luck was a once in a generational type quarterback. I mean, that's just how it is. And then you look at some of the other great quarterbacks around him. People want to mention his stats and his record. You know, they went 2-14, and 14 and he had a phenomenally bad year. Well, for one, he was dealing with an injury from the very beginning of the season, it felt like. Right after that Colts game, it's like he never was healthy after that. And also, people want to keep talking like, like Deshaun Watson didn't just go 4-12 and 12 this year having statistically one of the greatest years of his career, but yet somehow a top five quarterback in this league went four and 12. Not, not every quarterback is, is the same, bro. Not everyone. The generational quarterbacks are the ones that do that. Andrew Luck was one of them. Deshaun Watson's not one of them. Deshaun Watson is a superstar and he's a franchise quarterback and he's going to be an elite talent but Andrew Luck was on a complete whole nother level. I'm just saying that. So, you know, I know that Sam Darnold, uh, from the standpoint of that, is probably not going to be, you know, the prodigy of what we want to be. And he may not even be the short-term answer, so maybe that will maybe not be what Chris Ballard wants to go through. But I think that people are just so quick to put down Sam Darnold. And really not give him the benefit of the doubt of being put in a really, really bad situation coming out of college. Yeah, and I mean, like, even with Houston, I know, like, now, obviously, they're not good. But, like, I mean, they were making the playoffs consistently. And then Deshaun Watson came, and they they started making the playoffs still. So, you know, Deshaun Watson, obviously, he didn't have a great Bill O'Brien. We already know we make fun of him all the time. But, I mean, he still had a decent team around him for a few years there, right? And, and the same with Andrew Luck. Like, I mean, people will say whatever. Colts went two and fourteen. The Colts still had a lot of talent around Andrew Luck before Ryan Grixon went in and completely just like trashed it and got rid of everything. Right? I mean, he yeah. still had Reggie Wayne, still had T.Y. Hilton for multiple years. Now I know the offensive line wasn't great, 
Um, and I'm not going to make, make continue on this argument because, like you said, Andrew Luck is a generational quarterback that can win you games and, and win you playoff games without any talent around him. But who has Sam Darnold really had on offense that's really stood out to you? I mean, I can't really think of anybody that's really stood out to you. He hasn't had a DeAndre Hopkins. He hasn't had a T.Y. Hilton. So I think that is definitely something. He that hasn't they had an offensive do. line. Not at all. <laughs> hasn't had a running game. He hasn't had anything. Yeah. And so, like, you know, obviously Matthew Stafford's a different story. We talked about him. But, you know, people are always clamoring, oh, man, like quarterback wins. This That drives me crazy, honestly, because it's not just about the quarterback all the time. The quarterback's the most important position in football, no doubt. But if you don't surround him with talent and with a solid team, unless it's like an Andrew Luck, which is like a once-in-a-generational type quarterback, Deshaun Watson only won you four games. So, and we consider him one of the top quarterbacks in the league. So I definitely agree with you there, Derek. I think Sam Darnold's just had the unfortunate situation where he's just been not surrounded by talent, not been surrounded by people who can develop him. And I feel like there's just so much potential there that just has not been tapped into because he has been failed by the coaching staff and by that organization. That if you're able to surround him with like look for look at Phillip Rivers. He had a terrible season in 2019. People said he's done. He's washed up. Now, we didn't like completely light the world on fire, but we went back to the playoffs with Phillip yeah. Rivers. So you give a guy like Sam Darnold, maybe not this year, maybe next year, right? Maybe it takes him a little bit of time to develop. But you give him a team surrounding him that can utilize his talents and actually can support him. I am super intrigued by that. And I'm, I really hope the Colts consider that because I'm really – I think this guy has so much talent. Obviously, he has talent. The Jets traded the farm to get this guy, right? So they saw something in him, and it wasn't just the Jets. It was a lot of different teams that would have taken Sam Darnold in top three. I mean, let's be real. There's a reason why yeah. he was a top three quarterback taken in that draft. So, all right, let's move on now. We, we always come up with some questions that we have. The first question is, will this player, so that will Sam Darnold improve this roster if the Colts get him? Improve the roster. We're talking from a standpoint of 2020 to 2021. You know, honestly, I don't know how I would gauge that because there's so much difference between a Sam Darnold and a Phillip Rivers. We still have no idea what Sam Darnold would actually be. And I, I go back to this one thing that's very important for a quarterback, and that's confidence, right? He has no confidence in himself right now, has no confidence in the Jets, even though he says the complete opposite. We all know it's a mirage. It's at this point now where he, if you don't have confidence as a quarterback, you're not going to perform well. I mean, I think that was the issue for him right out of the gate when he came to New York. I think if you put him in a, in a system like Indianapolis, a fresh start with a whole new set of players that you can actually – put around this quarterback, it would make him a lot more confident in his abilities. With that being said, I would imagine, you know, when you get Sam Darnold being confident, I could only imagine continuing to have the roster improve. But I mean, at this moment in time, I don't believe so, but it would have to be something where Darnold would have to come in and learn the playbook. He'd have to learn the players, you know, learn to trust them be kind of one of those things that we saw with Philip Rivers where, you know, at the very beginning of the year struggled because, you know, he's still trying to get used to everybody. And then, you know, midway through the season, you'd see him transform a little bit. 
I mean, I think ideally you would have more off-season programs as well. Like the Colts didn't have OTAs. They didn't have a bunch of stuff they normally have right in a regular off-season. So I think that Sam Darner would have the fortune to potentially be in the system a little bit longer. But I do agree with you. I think it would be something where he just have to kind of get used to this organization, get used to this team, get used to the playbook, all that stuff. So, yeah, I think potentially, oh, certainly he could improve this roster. But as it stands right now, I'm just not sure. I, I, we just have no idea right now where Sam Darnold is. That's my biggest concern with him, right, is, okay, did the Jets scar him? He's only 23, but did the Jets scar him? And, yeah. and did they scar him beyond repair? That's my question for Sam Darnold. So I definitely agree with you there. We can move on to the next question now. Does Sam Darnold fit what the Colts are looking for? So as the Colts, as a team right now, does Sam Darnold fit what they're looking for? I mean, I, I would definitely think that, you know, he would fit right into the locker room. Uh, he wouldn't have to be, you know, the vocal leader like uh, what Phillip Rivers was. You know, you got Jacoby Brissett for that at the moment, but we're not sure if, you know, Brissett's going to actually get re-signed or not. But there's a lot of leadership on this group right now, so I don't have that as as a question mark for sure. And, you know, what you want to have as a fit for the scheme of the offense, you know, again, it's just so hard because the offenses in New York versus what we do in Indianapolis are very different. And I don't know how Sam Darnold would actually, you know, fit in with that, but we know he's able to throw the ball down the field. We know he's willing to do that. So that wouldn't be an issue to me, I don't think. And you know, behind that offensive line, any quarterback really can elevate their level of play behind something like that. So, you know, does does Darnold adopt the ideology of dishing the ball to every single person on the field multiple different times, right? That's yeah. kind of how this Colts offense likes to run things. And, you know, having a having a running back to like a Naheem Hines that you can have as a default option, I think that also really helps. You mm -hmm. know, it's what I think the Jets wanted Le'Veon Bell to be when they signed him. But, you know, Le'Veon just never really was able to do much on behalf of half of be the offensive line being trash. So, you know, it's one of those things where I think Darnold would fit the mold. But, you know, again, it's just another question mark. It's just going to be one of those things where it's like for the potential of a Sam Darnold, it makes sense, but it's like, do you take that risk? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think certainly like the Colts don't really have a quarterback on the roster. You would say, Oh yeah, he has people <laughs> argue Jacob Eason, but you know, let's be real. Like you don't have a quarterback that like you could for sure say franchise quarterback. We don't know that with Sam Darnold. We don't, but I think there's so much potential there. He's got the physical abilities to be that guy, right? And I think that's, from that standpoint, certainly was definitely what the Colts are looking for. And, you know, thinking about trading up, right? Thinking about trading up in the draft for a quarterback. The Colts have been rumored potentially to be a team that's interested in doing that. Sam Darnold's about that same age, right? It would take a lot less draft capital, which is kind of leading me into my third question, how much he's going to cost, right, from a draft standpoint. I think it's going to cost a lot less than trading up for a guy. You know, the question mark obviously is how much have the Jets scarred him? But, you know, if you think you're good there, then is it worth 
potentially trading a lot less draft capital, right? Not trading the farm for one of these top quarterbacks, getting the guy that's still young in Sam Darnold that has all those abilities physically that you like from a franchise quarterback. That's going to be what the Colts ultimately have to decide if they're going to trade for him. But, you know, in terms of his contract, Derek, so kind of looking at his contract, it's kind of interesting. So Sam Darnold's still on that rookie contract, right? So he's still got one more year of that four-year deal, plus the option to pick up that fifth-year option, right? The Colts have that opportunity, potentially, if they were to trade for him, to have potentially, and I do say potentially because we don't know, your franchise quarterback really cheap, right? A young quarterback on a cheap deal for at least one year. So I kind of look at it as like it's kind of a prove-it type of thing if you do acquire a Sam Darnold, right? Because if you don't Mm -hmm. like him, if he's completely terrible in 2021, boom, you don't have to pick up his fifth-year option. You move on. You look for your star quarterback. You know, maybe in the draft, maybe in free agency, maybe a trade next year. I don't know. Whatever you want to do there. Or maybe it's Jacob Eason. Who knows at that point? Where do you stand on potentially trading, like I said, just trading away a pick for Sam Darnold, what would you potentially go for? What would be your max you'd be willing to give up for Sam Darnold? And where do you stand on trading for a Sam Darnold versus trading up in the draft? I think the most I would be willing to get rid of, and this is just me, I don't know whether or not uh, anybody else would want to go higher. But at this point, I don't know if anyone would really want to go higher. I might even get crucified for doing this, but i go straight second. Okay. I would just go straight, a straight second. You maybe even add like a, a fourth or a fifth in there somewhere. You know, you get the chance for a couple different options because, you know, the Jets don't need, you know, a number one pick because they're going to deal away Darnold. Then they know what they're going to do at number two with whatever QB they would select. So Darnold's trade value would not be very high for a lot of teams. So, I think that would probably be the most I would go. And then, you know, when it comes to overall, when trading up into the draft, yeah, that's obviously really, really low in trade value compared to what I would probably give up to move up into the top seven. You know, it's ironic, Cody, that we talked about that because I just came across this on Twitter while you were talking about that. Um, Matt Miller, a couple hours ago, just updated his top 15 picks. And he has the Colts trading up to number 10 to select Mac Jones. Oh, like what, what the hell? No, that's, that's like the, that's horrible. That's what terrible. Man, people get paid to do that. That's crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Man. Okay. Just, yeah. I yeah. was like trade up for what? <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. Wow. That's interesting. Anyways. But yeah, I, I do think. I don't know if I even go second, Derek, honestly. I might go third. I just don't even know if it's worth a second pick at this point. I mean, I get where you're coming from, but ugh, just just looking at those stats alone, they are not pretty at all. So maybe that does drive down his value looking at that. He hasn't played full 16 games either up to this point in his career. I know there's been different factors for that as well, but I, I don't know, man. I and, and even if they do, if they do go trade a quarterback, does that even devalue his value more? Because it's obvious they're not going to keep them both on the roster at that point. You know, does that drive his value down a little bit? That'll be interesting to see. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of our look, guys. At Sam Darnold potentially coming to Indianapolis. I know there's some people who hate this, and I totally understand why. The stats aren't necessarily the most prettiest stats in the world. The record's not the prettiest thing in the world. 
but there is potential there. There is a lot of potential there. He's very young still, has a tremendous upside in my opinion. If you can tap into that, that's a big if. But uh, let us know in the comments below what you guys think. Do Would you like a trade for Sam Darnold potentially? Would you like the Colts to explore other options? Let us know in the comments below. But for Derek and myself, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Yeah.